yeah, fine. <clears throat> Ugh. Is that a mm. white Eka hat? Don't tell anyone. You're talking to <laughs> me. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna give this away. <laughs> I'm gonna auction it off. You're interested? Can we do it? Clothing away. Yeah, yeah. Mm. you should. Hi, and welcome to the Wireless Podcast, where the beer flows fast, free, and frictionless. On today's show, we're going to talk about Russia, Apple hardware, and 16 <laughs> licenses. I'm your host, Rookie of the Year, Dan Jones. I'm joined by Rear of the Year, Christian Roberts, Arse of the Year, Ryan Dodds, and your favourite ruble investor, <laughs> Mr. Alan Blake. I'm a bit gutted by that, because it's... Uh... It catches me off guard when I don't actually know what the intro is. And <laughs> no, me. <laughs> that was a good yeah. intro for once. I like that um, one. I, I must admit, we're going to talk about Russia, are we? Oh. <laughs> I don't. I was just reading what was on the thing, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like Ron Burgundy. If it's written in front of me, <laughs> it just Let's gets fa- Let's face it, though. We never talk about whatever's included in the intro, so... Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's good. I forgot what <laughs> now. Well, we, we, we should start off, shouldn't we, with the old... Um, I don't know if this is going to work, but can you hear this? No. Ah, <laughs> oh, hang on a minute then. Let me just use my magic and start to do things... Um, wow. Using my magic. Where's, where's the... <laughs> you're like... Where's... You're like... <laughs> you're like everyone's dad who yeah. <laughs> thinks they're really good with technology. Oh, there oh, you go. Hello. There we go. So that, just a bit late now, man. <laughs> Probably the joke's wasted now, but hey, just wanted to um, find the applause. No, you know this oh, one. Is that, it's applause, is it? I thought it was like a rain shower. <laughs> it does sound a bit like when you've got it, let's be fair. This is called a round of applause sound effect. Maybe I can find a better one. Hang on. <laughs> How about that one? Is that, is that better? Yeah, very good, mate. Does that work? No? Yeah, that was good, yeah. I just want to give you a round of applause, Dan, for um, Rear of the Year. Sorry. Um, what was it you called again? <laughs> Arse of the Year. Of the no, year. damn. <laughs> Bell End of the Year? Yeah, one of those. <laughs> Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year. So we have an award-winning landlord. That's amazing. It's an award-winning show. Oh, it's a rewarding show. I mean, we give a lot to the community. I'm surprised, to be fair, exactly. we weren't nominated for, like, content of the year provider or something like that. Yeah, should we put ourselves forward for the Cisco blogs <laughs> next time? <laughs> <laughs> that, that'd be good for uh, Ryan, wouldn't it? Huh? <laughs> if Ryan won a Cisco content creator award. How can I possibly tell me gaffer that? Oh, listen, by the way, I've won an award. Oh, brilliant, was it? It's a Cisco one. <laughs> <laughs> I might do that just for a laugh. That'd be good. He, he, won't, he won't believe you. <laughs> no, no, of course you won't. It's all good. It's all good. So how we been Still waiting for, my, waiting for my check to come through. Do you you get check? prize money, mate. Right? Your mic check. <laughs> one or <No>. two. <laughs> you, get, you get money or four? No, <laughs> joking. Just, you know, you know, to, to be honest, you're going to have to pay for when Keith sends you that fucking trophy. 
buy your customs. Oh, <laughs> the import tax from that bad boy is going to be mean, huge. <laughs> that's a good point. How do you put a value on the trophy? Put Ryan's what address on zero, it. isn't it? <laughs> what, what Keith should do is put his address on the front yep. and then put Ryan <laughs> Johnson's address on the back as the sender <laughs> and see if he could get around UK import tax <laughs> in US customs. What do you reckon, Kristen? Do you think that'll work? I'm probably going to go to court over that. I'm pretty sure this it's, it's like high treason. I was going to say, you're literally defrauding the Queen from money. No, no I'm defrauding you. You had to pay. <laughs> I didn't have to pay. You did. You had to pay. Because uh, you didn't pay the fee. Send it to me. So imagine oh, that we've yeah. got new, new listeners and they don't have a clue what we're talking about. Do you want to recap what that whole kind of scenario is about, Christian? Oh. Well... I heard that if you sent a letter and put the intended address for it to arrive at on the back as a non-delivery address and your address on the front. Oh, no, the other way around. Yeah, no, that's right. Your address on the front. <laughs> You're <laughs> right. <laughs> and yeah, don't worry about it. Just forget it. <laughs> you don't put a stamp on it. You post it out and eventually it gets returned to sender. But the trick is that the sender address is on the back. And I did it with Ryan and he had to pay the postage. <laughs> yeah, but he, he just... done that without actually telling me that he was sending something. So all I got was a letter saying something's turned up and you haven't paid enough postage for it. So I went down to the post office to pay the fucking money. And it was from that dickhead. <laughs> so for good banter, Chris is gonna post Ryan's address on Twitter. Everyone should send Ryan <laughs> a letter and then he'll have to go and spend like 400 quid. Well, well, not really, because now I know about this. I'm not going to pay it, am I? Yeah, but not normally you send a letter to like a PO box or something like that, but you're going to struggle sending a letter to Ryan's cardboard box, aren't you? Huh. Why don't you just send at an least, email? At least they'll be able to find me and not have to trod across the fields to get the old caravan. <laughs> so, lads, what are you drinking tonight? I just saw uh, a <laughs> house just poured himself... Guinness. It's some fucking froth in a cup, that. You know what? You know what? You know what this is for, don't you? You know what I'm drinking Guinness, don't you? St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> well, that's Thursday, but uh, you know why? Well, What's on in Cheltenham this week? Races, probably. Races, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the races are on this week. It's the only thing that it's happens. The, yeah, it's the only thing Cheltenham's famous for. It's the only best sporting event in the world. It's day one of the festival started today, so oh, kind of Guinness good. for me, Dan. Hmm. There were two years since that super spreader event, which put us into lockdown. <laughs> Probably. That was I don't out. think they'll ever forget that. <laughs> that was just me. <laughs> they around kissing everybody and hugging everybody, <laughs> using tongues. <laughs> I love it. Chris, what are you drinking, mate? Uh, well, I've got a, a few different things because I've had a bit of a bad week. Um, I had my first car crash. Oh, no. Uh, you finally the... crashed that up. That's one weird No, thing. no, no. We're in the wife's. Beamer. Um, I went to the co-op to get some vodka, um, <laughs> and <laughs> the car park was a bit busy. It's a nightmare car park, so I parked on the side of the road. And as I was pulling out, a parked car came out of nowhere, and <laughs> 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 and I scraped down the side of it. So um, yeah, I waited about half an hour for the bloke to show up, and I went, "Oh, I'll just decut it out and book it off." So I ain't heard up from him yet. Um, but I mean, if the insurance company are listening, that is not me admitting fault. <laughs> yeah uh, anyway did you did you, uh, did you run off sorry run um, off did you drive off 
No, no, no. Car behind, that'd be really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I parked my car around the corner so I couldn't get my number plate, but I waited and said, sorry, mate. To be fair, there were no damage. It was just like Did a, you wait a, for a him and go, stretch. oh, mate, who hit you? <laughs> With a bottle of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> I've just seen some knobhead drive past. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then, to make things worse, the dryer broke. Uh, which is all right, we're having some nice weather at the moment, but I bought, opened it up, found out the belt had snapped, so, you know, easy job. Bought a new belt, spent ages putting a new belt in because you've got to tension it and stuff like that. It was an absolute nightmare. Press go. Oh, yeah, it wasn't the belt, it was the fucking motor. <laughs> so I spent about three hours replacing the frigging belt. So I bought a new one, that's fine. Wait, how and much then, was the new belt? A, a new belt was seven quid, the new dryer was 200 quid. Right, and how much of your time was spent... Oh, about three hours. This. Oh, yeah. Mate, just buy a new one. <laughs> we did eventually. But anyway, um, I, I did learn that lesson because yesterday the washing machine broke. Oh, <laughs> mate. Yeah. <laughs> so I bought a new one. Um, both coming on Friday. I've had uh, AO.com or whatever they're called ringing me every two minutes to try to sell me warranty and stuff. Hey, oh. That's the one. Let's go. I bet the so, fix was probably just a fiver. It might have been, but. No, it might have just been a few buttons or a bit of diagnostics, and you would have got did, the error did, message online, did, and then you would have fixed it. Well, the error message said twelve minutes because it kept on getting stuck with twelve minutes left. <laughs> so, you changed uh, all the I filters. Did, changed all the filters, and uh, right, I live with two. Did you females. turn the water on? The amount of bobby pins in that dryer, you know, hairpin, uh, fucking just like it's like a bobby pin. Yeah, tell someone yeah. plays Fallout Shelter, <laughs> Fallout, whatever it is. I don't play Fallout. What's that? Bobby pins. Uh, well, to be fair, it was hardly going to be like pound coins and fibers stuck in the fucking washing machine with the green <laughs> was it? No, I don't often have change. You're right. But <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it will. Like, it will like you know a clown sleeve, you know, pulling the tissues out. It's bobby pin, bobby pin, bobby pin. Anyway, sorted it out. Didn't work, so I've had to buy a new washing machine. So we were like a washer and a dryer until uh, Friday. And I did try to convince the wife to let me get a wireless one, but she said no. So we've just gone for the top, bottom of the range. Can I, um, can, I, anyway. can I just reiterate the question was what you're drinking, Christian? Not your uh, sad life story of the week. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That, uh, yeah. We're now hey, half an hour. We're, 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 we're trying to be more kind of efficient with our recording time these days because we're all busy. Well, story I'm finished yet. <laughs> <laughs> going to edit this shit out. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, so I'm drinking... I don't know what this is, actually. It's not rum or vodka. It's... Amaretto and Coke. I've just had a vodka and Coke. Um, got some Crazy Jane here. Nice. Uh, yeah. You're all set up, mate, for the evening. I am, yeah. And this is really just you know, me getting drunk enough to get over the fact I've had to spend all that money on washing machines and dryers. <laughs> oh. On finance, £12 a month. Six years. Fine, what have you gone for, mate? Make um, it quick. It's a cold, cold coffee. Cold I coffee. Finished drinking because I have still haven't finished work yet. Oh, oh! You know what they say: a woman's work is never done. Tell <laughs> <laughs> me, bottom man. Uh, well, I'm drinking shallow. A little bit of vino. It's not Chateau Neuf, actually. I had a Chateau Neuf last night, and I bought... You had a what last night? You had a shot last night. <laughs> and I bought, and, and you all need it. to invest in one of these. And Is that really full of polystyrene, Chateau Neuf pellets? <laughs> you have to invest in what? You need to buy an aerator 
off Amazon. They're like 12 quid. And you, you pour your wine through it and it lets loads of like air into the wine. Oh, it makes it it's so much better. Because who has time? Who has time to leave the bottle of wine open for an hour before you drink it, right? Well, the bottle of wine lasts an hour. I don't drink wine. When you open it in the morning and then come home at night and then it's there. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the aerator is a really yeah, good way of quid. getting some some air into the wine. And how's that enhanced your wine drinking yeah. experience? What what what? What does it what's do? Changed? Um, when you're looking a bit more gassy. <laughs> you've got more bubbles about it, really. Yeah, you've lost some more hair, so that could be a reason as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is this how you advance from rookie of the year to like expert of the year? Get a twelve-pound area. Exactly. Yeah. Well, anyway, my bit of advice is get an aerator if you'd like drinking red wine because it's it's made the wine even nicer. I'm gonna edit that out and make sure it says make sure you buy a vibrator. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fine. Uh, have you um have you guys watched any of the WLPC videos? I've watched a couple actually. I haven't managed to make my way through them, but I have watched a couple. I watched Peter's and Yeah, they're another one. I can't remember that one. <laughs> it really impacted you then. No, we're good. Uh, well Jim, Jim Palmer's about Jim um what did he talk about now? Mac addresses. Uh, Mac addresses. Yeah. Well, good. Did what you watch mean, the randomization of Mac addresses? Is that what it was? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch a Ventev one? No. It was all right, I that one. Watched the Ventev one yet? No. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's one of those things, right? Again, like really, really good free videos online to watch. Yeah, the... um, whereas Purvis's one was really good on 6E. Well, that, that the Ventev one uh, was 6 gigahertz stuff. Uh, it was about how they're designing the antennas uh, and how the antennas are not largely going to change. They're going to be the same. Um, so I thought it was pretty cool. Nice. It's going to be tri-band ones, which actually I think we covered in this episode because we were thinking how would, would they do antennas? Yeah, and they are just doing... They're just shoving extra ones in, aren't they? Simple as that. Uh, kind of, yeah. yeah. There's no external <laughs> antennas, though, is there? Uh, Ventev are making them, yeah. Ooh, because I thought the FCC regulations about low power indoor meant that you couldn't have external antennas. Isn't that isn't that just for the low power ones? Because they're standard power as well, isn't there? I don't know. Standard power devices and low power devices. That's, that was in Wes Purvis's talk, mate. That's what you need yeah, to well. <laughs> you need to watch it to figure that out. Go on then, teach me. No, I'm just what I'm saying. <laughs> Go and watch Wes, Wes's talk. What's the point in me? The, the impact of six gig on network design, is that it? Yeah. What is the impact? On watch six the video gig. and it'll tell you, mate. That's what I'm saying. It's 51 minutes and 20 seconds. Already. Welcome to the wireless <laughs> podcast where we, we give you quality wireless information by telling you to watch other people's content. Exactly. Do you know, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what's really funny? Is, do you know what I was more interested in? Who's got the most views? Let's play that game. Who's got the most views? Oh, go on, Peter, all the WLP by far videos. The Peter or a ten talk? There's a ten talk on uh, six gig and five G, which I've looked at, which I think were quite good. I can't remember. So what Peter it said, didn't though. do a ten talk, did he? But you're correct. Yeah. He has got eight hundred and twenty 
four views. Ooh. And that's the most. But he's closely followed by another project, another person on 815. Debbie Lampard. Yes. Good shout. You've obviously Googled this and looked in yourself, aren't you? I haven't Googled it. And if if you got paid a pound per view, you'd be able to buy one. I think they're at 850 quid, aren't they? Christ, that's more expensive than your fucking washing machine to put it into perspective. Uh (laughs) Well, I might be able to get one on AO Finance. Yes. Have a look. <laughs> Isn't this the thing I heard about some rumblings about the double pie being expensive or way more expensive than what it used to be? Is a dramatic increase in the price. They've, yeah, but they've got custom, they've got custom boards and things now, haven't they? Yeah, it's, it's not. I don't think it's way more expensive. Don't forget the the previous edition was stock hardware. Yeah. So they've they've gone over and above and created their own hardware to to run it on. But there's also a community edition which you can run on any Raspberry Pi. To be fair, I was a bit shocked. Because I actually, I needed a new, I wanted one of the new double Empires. And before, while the conference was going on, I knew they were releasing one. So I actually messaged Andrew McKeel and I was like, oh, can you buy me one? Mm. And he went, yeah, can you uh, transfer me the $900? And I went, what? It was $750, wasn't it, if you... Uh... If you yeah, yeah you, get a, di- you get a discount, yeah. Andrew's commission. <laughs> yeah, Andrew was just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. trying to earn a quick buck to pay for his uh, kind of vegan habit. But... To be fair, like at first I was I was a bit shocked, but I was like, actually, you know, you get the dual um EX two or one capture it's, cards inside it, and stuff like it's that. It's a spec kind of away from being a sidekick. Yeah. It is to be fair. Yeah. It is. And it, and anyway, like, can you not just stick a DBX on it? <laughs> and yeah. in all fairness, with it with it running Linux, like this is what Christian was after a couple of months, well, a while back ago. Intruder. Your wife just popped over. <laughs> um, is you wanted root access to the sidekick to be able to do extra things, didn't you? Which yeah. now effectively you're going to be able to do because you've got full root access to these WLAN pies if you want them. Yeah, exactly. I, I heard a vicious rumor that they might try and stick Doom on it. <laughs> Imagine that'd be amazing. <laughs> Doom on the Doom. Yeah. I mean, you pr- you probably can anyway because it's just running Debian, isn't it? So there's probably Wolfenstein. A, a... Put that on there. That was a game. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll be buying a WLAN Pi because so I am planning on replacing the Aircheck G2 with it. Ooh. Why? Why? I've got a major issue with the G2. Right. One of the biggest things I use it for is remote packet captures. Just being able to like. Give it to someone and say, right, go, go and take that over there and capture your packets. <clears throat> you can only capture one gig packet capture, Max. Yeah, right, well, I said this to you. No, you see, I, I would normally agree with you, but when I'm trying to, reprodu- trying to reproduce a problem, an intermittent problem, I need the packet capture running. But do you and... care about the data? You should buy missed APs, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, honestly, do you care about do you care about the data? It's a lot. It is, but you don't need the data if you. Well, actually, the it, problem. It, it, well, yeah, I guess you're right to a, to an extent. Um, I, I could just like miss off the data packets, but I'd rather not. It tells the whole story to an extent. Can't you? Can't you kind of send it somewhere in terms of? Uh, as I'll be talking about the air check itself. It's I'm talking about the air check. Yeah, it's only got a one gig buffer. But can you not can you not connect it somewhere so that it sends information that it's captured to 
off off somewhere I'm else. Not, not, not streaming. No, 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 can't no. Do that. I'm not able to do that. No, so, so if, it's, stores, if it's got so one. It's got... So the one the one good thing I've got is the MacBook using uh, Air Tool. Mm-hmm. I can have uh, file rotation. So what I what I've got it set up is when I'm doing larger captures, when I'm literally just like trying to reproduce a problem, trying to capture it. I've got them set up in 200 meg files. So every 200 meg it overwrites, and then all I do is just write down the time um, and the current file number that it's on. So like 11:30 file number three, and then I know just to go to that packet capture. Um, that's really so when handy. You send them to Pete McKenzie. What does he say? He says they're called frames, <laughs> not packets. <laughs> but yeah, yeah but, um, but, what's quite, but the the new wm pi that will work as a remote sensor a remote capture device wouldn't it for air tool so th- this is one of the things that i'm looking for as well so one of the so one, it's not something i would really want to post out to a customer site however i'm thinking about getting an extra one potentially for that reason is that if a customer doesn't have any capabilities to do Packet captures reliably on site. I can see a lot. I just, just I'm going to send you something. Yeah, somewhere. plug it in, and we'll uh, we'll have a look. Type of thing. Um, Would you get a G2 sent to a customer that's abroad for customs and all that stuff? No. Put the return address on there. <laughs> <laughs> fair, I, all, I, all my stuff will turn up at Christian's house. I did that last week with a customer in New York. I sent my NXG to New York. It is. It is possible, and if you fill out the right paperwork, and you put the right declarations on, and pay the the right amount of postage, it will get there. No problem. Yeah, yeah. I mean, would it not be cheaper to actually go and get New York to buy one? No, NXG is like ten thousand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, So, so what makes it worth ten grand? Oh, mate, we haven't got time to go through. Are, are they? Are these a big ten gig? <laughs> are these ones with a big ten gig interfaces? Yeah. That, yeah. 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 And they can only do a one gig capture. No, the, the G2's the smaller handheld G2. one. All oh, right, okay, sorry. What is the, the the maintenance and re- is up for renewal on the G2? And I renewed it last year. Um, I mean, it's not a lot. It's like three hundred and fifty quid for a year for the Ally Care, whatever it's called. Um, Ally Care, yeah. But, yeah, but, but that, the, for that genuine reason that I can literally only capture for one gig. Now, if I'm just literally capturing a couple of frames, it's all right. It's perfect. And for like hunting down like rogue APs, it's, it's pretty pretty spot on. But mm-hmm. I don't really do that a lot. Like I'm not really hunting down rogue APs for that. Has anyone been using the MetaGeek Tonic software? No. I haven't been using it yet, no. It is fucking baller. What is it? Uh, I was what privy that to mean? the um, to it the, is so the good. stuff. It I've never heard of it. What what is it? It's their new. It's their new IPA. software. Yeah. Well, IPA Insider. Yeah, like as one as one thing. Um, but it's it's pretty cool, right? So uh, on the beta that I'm running, um, you can use up to three USB NICs. Um, but it automatically then kind of like starts scanning. It like separates up the channels across those three NICs. But then if you look at a particular like channel or BSS ID or client or whatever, one of them will automatically stay on that channel. So if you're if you're trying to kind of you know sort out an issue with a, with a client, it that is doing the thing that Ryan's talking about, where it's kind of constantly streaming 
the packet capture over the whole time. So you can really nicely visually kind of see what's happening, be capturing it all, and then you can just export that packet capture into something like Wireshark or something like that if you need to, but it is quality. The UI is impressive too. Yeah. You, you just said something. You run it. Does that mean it works on a Mac? No. Ah. It, oh. it, run, it runs on my on the X1. Oh, be a little clitoris that you play with on it. But <laughs> I've literally got a, I've got a use for my work laptop now. <laughs> it, I believe it is coming to Mac when some um, Joel software. Promise, Joel promises me it's coming to Mac. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, it, it looks looks pretty awesome. Um, really good. Some of the things that you can now, um, I believe you can calculate the roam time as well, like the, the re-authentication between the roam and stuff like that. You can now capture all that and how long it takes. Yeah, and they've, which... they've got the, the packet flow um, thing as well. So if you're on a client and it sees different things happen, um, like different events happen, so like a beam forming or a neighbor report or four-way handshake association, all that kind of stuff. It's, it's in like a, a packet flow um, like diagram as well. So it's, it's really, it's a really nice visual tool, especially when you're with a client and you're trying to troubleshoot something. It's a really nice way of being able to show like this is this, all your airtime is being used up by this one client, you know, or, you know, everything. Is that in the, like the pie chat sort of thing they used to. Yeah. Not- yeah. Well, it, it, it is, but the, the packet flow okay. now is yeah. like left to right. So it's like client to AP, AP the client. And yeah. it's marking okay. like that's an ACK, that's a CTS. This mm-hmm. is an auth frame. This is message one, message two, message three, message four of the handshake. Um, you can also quite, vis- like one of the main problems I see on site is uh, with highly congested airtime and stuff like that. Utilization is you often miss those uh messages in the four-way handshake yeah and that stops clients associating so it's really good to be able to visualize and say look we've seen message one two three but we're, we're like re, like message four has been retransmitted quite a bit mm. and that's what's causing the four-way handshake timeout and it, and it shows that really like visually and easily to see and follow and then obviously if you do want to be able to open that up in a wireshark or an omni peak or a cloud shark or whatever you can like one click and do that as well yeah um but yeah, it's it's really 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 cool bit of kit, and nice, nice to, and nice to see MetaGeek like taking all their kind of knowledge and all the stuff that they've done over you know the last however many years and putting it into one product that's like but, yeah. But but they've gone non-alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> they've gone from IPA and insider to tonic. But who drinks just tonic? I mean, well, on, well, you've got to put it with something. They need to call that uh, if you get bring out a Nick for it and call it gin. Yeah, I think they're yeah. bringing out another. I think they're going to bring out another product to complement tonic. Call it, call it something with tonic vodka or gin. That's what I reckon they're doing. That's my, that's my guess. Not that I know anything or men inside or anybody like Joel or that guy in charge. I forget his name. What's he called again? Steve, We've had him on the show. That's Steve. it. Not that I talk with any of those guys, but maybe <laughs> they might be bringing out a complimentary product. Yeah, maybe. Speaking of new products, there's a new Apple lineup. A what? With a, a Mac Mini that looks like it's forgot to be cut off from the top. <laughs> it's like exceptionally tall. Yeah. Any Wi-Fi 6 The new Mac Studio. 
Yeah, looks all right. Does Bot six E yet? Well, nope. no, of course not. Of course not. Okay. Well, that's probably why I've heard of it. It's Sonic. It's, it's Apple. Got, Apple. Gone. It's got a ten gig NIC built in. Comes with the new M1 Ultra chip as well. If you pay enough money, twenty four just... CPU. Two M1 chips. Yeah. Well, two yeah. M1 Max chips. Yeah. Stuck together. It, it is literally, everything is double, so it's like twenty core CPU, sixteen performance. Core. Uh, I I get what they've done. They've brought out they've put the ten gig nick on it to supplement the Cisco fiber to the desk things, haven't they? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Why else would you need a ten gig nick on a client? Well, because these are used for studios where you're streaming yeah. like eight K streams and things like that from a server, probably. Yeah, but yep. what I love about this is that when we go back to like our first few episodes, and I was like, Ryan, um, computers are gonna absolutely dick x86 machines all over the place, and you're like, Don't see it, don't see it coming, don't <laughs> Lo- loads of Windows devices in our arm as well. One of the neighbors got a new laptop, and they tried to install some antivirus on it, and it wouldn't work because it were I think it was like Snapdragon or something like that. Yeah, yeah really, yeah, yeah. I- this, this, this was the one, this was the one issue I raised was. Uh, with Apple, it's a different ecosystem. So obviously, yeah. like all of the apps compiled and done in a very specific way, so that it always works with. Uh, Except for Eka How. <laughs> I mine still crashes, <laughs> crashes a lot. Um, but yeah, like that, that's the difference between the ecosystems. Whereas Windows, um, everyone is still designing for x86, x64 stuff. So uh, when these Snapdragon stuffs come out and people install an EV, yeah, you're right. It's not going <laughs> well, to work. And this to, is to where. Is where it's going to become really, really fucking disjointed, I think. But um, well, they've they've got a translation layer, haven't they? A bit like Rosetta on the Apple machines. Yeah. You can run a x eighty six apps on an ARM machine, but it has to like basically translate it as it's running. Whereas the difference with the Rosetta system on a Mac is that it translates it when it installs it, so then everything runs natively afterwards. Yeah. The the only thing they've had problem with was I think. Well, Zapersky or something like that, whatever it's Kapersky. Um, the Russian one. <laughs> yeah, but this this were pre this were pre-Russia. This was when Russia was still to- tolerable as opposed to right. current day Russia. You know, that brief period between Soviet Union and now. Right. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah I think that's gonna be the problem is uh the adoption. So Max obviously will fully go down the, the arm route, which seems to be working for them. But I think there's going to be a slower adoption rate with Windows, <clears throat> and especially within the enterprise as well, um, enterprise laptops and stuff like that. But it's funny, right? Because I think where where companies can get the most out of moving to ARM is in the DC. And actually, you would have thought that in the DC, those things could move over to an ARM architecture much easier than yeah. But most the, the other thing is a Windows Server, which doesn't support ARM. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the other thing is, you can't run Windows 11 on 90% of the laptops that uh, are x86. Yeah. I've got the, the Surface Pro, I've got it's probably about four years old. doesn't run Windows 11 because nope. it's a slightly older i7. So we can't use the processor architecture as a reason that, uh, you know, they've already made a statement by saying we don't support any processor before like 2020 or something stupid like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but the problem is that the because Microsoft doesn't 
have as much control as Apple does. Like if you if you're building something for Apple, right, it pretty much has to go through Xcode. And so Xcode is the thing that's doing all that magic that that makes it work with both Intel, um, you know, all, all the other stuff is when, when it gets compiled, right? But because Microsoft doesn't have that closed ecosystem, it's much more difficult, like you're saying, right, for them to actually get people to start building for the new architecture. Whereas this with Apple, it's like, if you don't build for the new architecture, it won't work. This is why we're critiquing saying they don't support a CPU past like 2020 or whatever it is. They're having to draw a line in the sand going and say, right, enough's a fucking yeah. enough. We're going to have to move on now. We can't keep supporting, you know, PCs that run Windows XP, but are directly upgradable to Windows 7 and Windows 10. Like we, we have to draw the line in the sand somewhere. Yeah, and then they drew it with a GUI update and called it Windows 11. Yep. <laughs> It's true, but right. I, I was looking bored, and uh, Dan, I think you've only got ten minutes left, haven't you? Yeah, well, I was thinking, Al, is that the first time you've seen the Mac Studio? Have you been researching it? Uh, no, I've just been, I've just been, I've just been looking at blossom trees and stuff like that. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell! <laughs> what What do you want to talk about, Alan? No, well, I don't. I want to talk about something I've noticed through the videos. Actually, I wanted to bring up when you talk about new products is I don't see a certain individual who's been on this show who's based out of a place called um, Fine, Fineland. And he um, was with a previous product that whose hat we're wearing, who's now bringing out his own product. I don't see that video because I believe he did a little presentation, did he not, on his new products? Do you know who I'm talking about? Or have I not given enough clues? I don't see that video. Yeah, I hadn't even noticed that that video wasn't up. Mm, see, but... you're not a super sleuth like me. But... His <laughs> website is now up with the video on his website, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah, but it's a, oh. it's... Did you know they've named a city after his company? That's amazing, isn't it? It no. is, yeah. That's how and powerful his product is already, and it's not been it, it was called yeah. Yorkshire. Now they've changed it. <laughs> well, the, the, the thing is, they've also started making hats for him, which it told me on Twitter the other day. So, um, that's amazing. Yeah. The, the product is Hamina, if anyone is wondering. Uh, and what is it? I don't know. That Mac Studio does look nice, actually. Just looking at it nice. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. To be fair, it, 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 looks, it looks pretty good, and it looks pretty slick. Um, one, it doesn't look like it runs on Java, so there's a fucking big tick in the box. But it is, it is browser-based. Which I think yeah, is an interesting thing to do, right? Because there's been a few kind of browser-based network design tools in the past that have just been utter shit. But, but do you, do you <laughs> think but... that's going to be the downfall here? Because how how can you possibly uh, get the the graphics rendering and CPU usage that you require? He made a video of him using it on a plane, Mate, and it looked flawless. It. Yeah. I mean, it is. It, it, I guess it all depends on how it's coded and how efficient it is. I mean, how many apps do we know yeah. that could run on like 512 mega RAM but need 10 gig of, <laughs> of it's, usable RAM? It's not using Flash or anything, though, is it? Or Java. It's, it'll be pure HTML5, I guess. I've never used it, so I'm just making assumptions here. Yeah. yeah it, it, it looks good. Yeah. yeah that reminds like, me of. I like, the fact, I like the fact that it's more than just. Wi-Fi as well, right? It's got CBRS, it's got yeah. BLE, it's got ultra wideband. 5G. You know, this is 
this is kicking on the door of uh, IB Wave, right? Yeah. 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 Mm. Well, because, especially because it's especially because it's got things like, um, you know, cabinets and switches and switch stacks and cabling yeah. and you know all that kind that of stuff. That was the like, one good thing about power budgets and IB Wave was that you could get a full bomb like this. It's yeah. like right, this is where we're going to put the racks. These are the switches that are going in the racks. This is the cabling routes, like you're right about the PoE budgets and stuff like that. But even, like even literally kicking down the door. What, right what about what about the Meraki integration? You can design a site in Hamina and push it straight into Meraki Cloud. Just deploy it straight through the API. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and if and, that grows and it uses like it, you know, it integrates with DNA and Mist and other things like that, then it probably won't do DNA. But <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> It can try, can't it? Well, it'll try, but it'll probably have a bug along the way. I think I think it'd be Cisco's bug. But <laughs> let's not go there. But you know, it's 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 a new way to design and configure your network. You know, we used to going through a design lifecycle where we do it in one tool and then we port whatever configuration we decided to do in that tool to another. If it yeah. can seamlessly move from one into the next, then it's a massive simplification over what we're used to. Yeah, totally. Even even down to things like. This will, you know, so you'll kind of say, oh, these are the switches I've got. These are the power budgets I've got. This is where the switches are. These are where the APs are. You can even get it to automatically give you AP redundancy if a, if a switch goes down and things like that, which is like, yeah. it's simple, right? But just being able to do that automatically rather than that be something that we have to manually go through and configure. And just so useful. And apparently it's bringing out a hardware survey tool. Is he? That's what I heard from the output of the recording we can't listen to. Beauty. So yeah. that, what would that be? That'll be interesting. I wonder if it'll be the vampire. Well, I, I was thinking it could be, but it could be a sidekick. Who knows? Yeah, it could be a double vampire. <laughs> I doubt it'd be a sidekick. <laughs> he, might, he might know the root password still. You'll see what's here. What's, um, what, what's, what's like another name for a sidekick? We could give you see some ideas here. What Robin. Apprentice? Robin. Robin. The apprentice. An apprentice, yeah. I think you should, I think you should call it Miko. Miko. Tell you what, Al. <laughs> Intrigued to You Miko. did mention something about doing a little giveaway, didn't you? With with regards to this. Are you holding me to that now? I am. I because <laughs> I'm I'm literally going to say if somebody can come up with the name of the hardware survey tool that this product should use. And that we'll choose the best one. And, and we'll uh, present it to UC and say, here you yeah. go, And the community what, what, has decided. What did you say, Al? We'll buy him a copy of this new software. So what we're going to do is, yeah, we'll do that. We'll, we'll give the person a copy of the software. Um, I've already spoken to UC about this. And they're no, doing an early bird. Well, you didn't give me a chance to kind of let you know all these <laughs> things. Thought take, we thought you were taking the piss. Does it? <laughs> no. Does it? Does it fit in with the end user license agreement? Because I've heard that it can be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that all happened after UC left. So, so I don't, he's not told me this is a kind of secret or anything like that. So I'm just going to say it. And if he tells me off, oh, well, sorry, mate, but I'm buying your licenses. So, <laughs> sod you. There's a six month early bird planner license, which will be $390. But doesn't have 45G or um, something called UWB. I don't know what that means. Ultra so what we're going to do? I know. Just 
God. Anyway, yes, we will we will procure some licenses. One for, for us to use. Well, I say us. I mean you guys to use. We'll get one or two or three. And we'll also give one away to some lucky listeners who come up with Ryan's shitty little competition that he wants to create, which is name a name an alternative name for a sidekick to give to UC. He'll look at it and go, it's crap. I'm not doing a fucking sidekick. Thanks, Ryan. Idiot. Um, <laughs> What's your idea? What do you reckon? Not bad. There wasn't an idea. I was just going to give her, I was just going to just, if we can kind of get, I don't know, a thousand retweets or something. <laughs> like I don't know. Considering, considering we like only have 150 followers, I highly doubt we're going to get a thousand re- retweets. Tell you what, tell you what we can move nicely on to. The reason why I mentioned this is I wasn't going to mention this until after, but we'll mention it live on the recording. Is that there's an event coming up later on in the year, the WLA. Um, Peter McKenzie and myself, Ian Turley and Mikhail got together and we are going to be working with Turley's Lot to organise an event sometime in June in Birmingham, that area. And one of the things that we would probably be really cool to do is to get Hamina to present and demonstrate their product in person for the UK guys who never had the privilege to travel over to WRPC. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully during that event, because we're going to be um, participating in a podcast live from the event, we'll, we can give away a license to one lucky attendee. How about that? Yeah, Sounds nice. good. Sounds good. Uh, I, know, yeah. I know Ryan's going to take the piss because I always duck out, but I've got about 12,000 holidays in June. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Good job we're expanding the podcast team then, isn't it, Christian? <laughs> And that's not just Ryan's waste. <laughs> that's pretty good. That I like that. I like that. But that's okay. not just Ryan's well, waste. Let's get let's get let's get that tweeted out so that people people know. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so are we making it official that we are expanding the podcast team now? Well, we've yeah. already tweeted that out. We already tweeted. Yeah, that's out, why we. That's we, why we ended you're up. Right. Getting... You're supposed to be our social media manager. <laughs> we've, even, we've even created a group. Have you seen my Instagram? <laughs> they're starting to join already. We've got new interviews. Chris Reed's joined the, the group. Yeah. You've got um that guy from from, from the Netherlands. Ethan. What's his name? Uh, uh. Ethan. Is <laughs> 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 across is across the Pennines, across the Netherlands. 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 Um, <laughs> what's his name? I forget his name. Raymond, the train. Raymond, that's it. Yeah. Raymond's in. So we've already expanded the team because we're just not reliable enough to record every week. Yeah. Dan's too busy polishing his trophy. For for anybody that obviously, (laughs) obviously people don't know, the only people that do know are us, is uh, we often do struggle to get together and record. We want to make this more of a permanent fixture. Um, So the idea is that we're going to expand the podcast, um, have some extra people. So anybody that who can't record those additional colleagues will stand in so basically we've got a, a large group of people to let us down instead of just us four correct <laughs> <laughs> well how many times have we recorded this year uh, at least once twice well to be fair we've recorded at least. least three or four times where we haven't published I was going to say yeah we've recorded loads <laughs> oh yeah that goes, that, that goes without saying right but there we go then that's good the team Look, and I think we've actually done under an hour this week, which is good. It is. I've already just opened the beer. Christian, well, what we can do, we can stay on. 
and continue to chit chatter and then we can not publish it <laughs> but it'll be the best recording that never got published yeah like all the others as always <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> all right cheers guys cheers, cheers. Have a good one. Um, bye